We continue with another of the words of Jesus from his Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. These are God's words. Dear students and faculty and staff, have you noticed how quickly circumstances in life can change? I remember when I turned 16, I was so happy to get my driver's license. It was like I was on top of the world. Two weeks later, I was really driving on my own for one of the first times, talking with my cousin. We were going to go play tennis and I didn't see that brand new car parked behind me. Yes, I smashed into the side of it, and I went from the height to the depths of going, Lord, how could I be so dumb to do something like this? Well, sometimes in our relationship with God, things like that can happen too. Sometimes we just feel so close to God, we feel so blessed, And then there's other times when we wonder, does God know what's going on in my life? Is is he really care or not? Of course, the Bible makes it clear that God will never forget us. No matter what the changing circumstances of life may be, one thing is certain. God loves us with an unchanging love in Christ. Having Christ makes all the difference. Don't be fooled by appearances. Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn. Now, typically, the unbelieving world is going blessed and mourn. Those two don't go together. Blessed are those who are happy, who have everything go according to their way. Not blessed are those who mourn. The word blessed or blessed means to be happy, means to have security. But Jesus used that word blessed in a, in a much greater way. Jesus told the story of the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man, as you recall, had a beautiful house. He had all the food that he ever wanted. He seemed healthy and nice clothes. Most people would call him blessed. But then he died and found himself in hell because he had neglected to hear the saving word of God. Then you have Lazarus, who lay on the ground outside of that rich man's house, uh, basically miserable life, hungry all the time, in illnesses. And when he died, he had the blessing that the rich man didn't have, that of faith, so that he found himself now in heaven, comforted by God himself. We remember the circumstances of another man, the Old Testament man named Job. How blessed he was. Ten children, thousands of sheep and camels. If you recall, camels were the transportation of the day, so Let's just say he owned a fleet of a thousand trucks and he had 500 oxen. What did they do with them? That was their agriculture. 
That'd be like owning several hundred tractors. Can you imagine how rich Job was? If he was around today and uh, was associated with Bethany, and he, had, and he heard, well, there's a new student activity, you know, student activity and wellness center going to be building up. I'll pay for it. And it wouldn't bother him at all. It wouldn't be a problem. And yet, as great as those blessings were of his riches, he had something greater. He had faith. And why was that so great? Because shortly after this, the devil is allowed to tempt Job by having marauders steal all of his animals and kill his servants and even have his ten children die. How does Job respond? He mourned as any person would. But in that morning, he confessed, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How many people seeing Job's problems would have said, he must be under some sort of curse from God? And even his own friend said, God is punishing you for some grievous sin that you have done. But it's not true. They were wrong. God was with him as he mourned. And even in the midst of that, that whole circumstance, he was bringing blessing to Job. Unbelievers also can't understand the words that Jesus said, blessed are those who are meek. You know, to them, if they want something, they have to be strong, they have to be aggressive. Their motto would be, if you're patient, you lose. That's, that's just the way the world is. But it's because they don't trust in God. Yet God is calling us to trust in him to provide. That's why we can be meek. See, God mourns when he sees the power of sin and how it affects our lives in this world. And worse yet, he saw that our future without him was going to truly be a disaster, leading to death and eternal grief in hell. So out of love, he sent his son to become one of us. And Jesus didn't force himself on anybody, but in meekness, he offered his saving word to comfort all who mourn. Jesus, the son of God anyway, spoke through Isaiah the prophet. And he said, these words really talk about me. The Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to comfort all who mourn. When Jesus was on trial, he could have stopped that trial. He could have walked away. But Jesus stayed there, meekly, accepting the will of God that he should suffer and die for our sins. He took our place so that we would have a place with him in heaven. He died and rose as a guarantee of our salvation from judgment. And so again, we hear those words, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. As Christians, we mourn if there's 
we see pain and trouble caused by sin in our world, we mourn personally when we do not in any way meet the standards of God where he wants for us to live as Christians. We don't love as he has loved us. We don't forgive as he has forgiven us. Yet we do not despair because we know we have a savior who has forgiven our sins. The apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, we do not want you to grieve in the same way as others who have no hope. God has promised that at the end of the world, Jesus will raise the dead to life. And he will bring those who believe in him to heaven to live with him forever. Job, even Job, during his time of mourning, confessed, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that at the end of time he will stand upon the earth, and after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I, myself, will see him. And so we also hold to God with confidence, knowing the promises that he has made to us, that our times of sadness or difficulty will be changed to the greatest joy that we could imagine as we share with all the saints in heaven. Jesus again said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Christian meekness is not weakness. Christian meekness is not weakness. Meekness means that we strongly stand on the promises of God, and we are not moved by whatever the world around us sets as their moral standards. Christian meekness is gentle and patient and forgiving and not demanding. With meekness, we will trust in the Lord to work everything for our good. He will bring us safely through this life. And in the end, Jesus has promised an amazing inheritance that has been won for us. When our life ends, we and all who trust in Jesus will hear Jesus say to us, come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Compared to the riches of Job, and you now have an idea of what those riches were like, our time in heaven will make his riches look like poverty. So, we shouldn't be surprised in this life that the world's going to have its ups and downs. It may cause us to mourn at times. It may be difficult to meekly follow the Lord by faith. But the Lord has a plan of love for us, just as he did for Job and for all who believe. Jesus has provided a full forgiveness and his holy life that now is credited to us. And his love remains ours forever. Amen. Please stand for prayer. Lord, we daily admit that we sin against you. We're sorry for our sins and plead for your mercy and forgiveness in Christ. We thank you for loving us and making us your own dear children, no matter who we are, no matter what is happening in our lives. Help us to grow in your love 
as you have loved us. In Jesus' name, amen. Be with you all.